Hi, and welcome to episode 23 of The Epic Pencil, a regular venue for original writing, conversations with writers, and more. I'm your host, Chris Watson. Thanks for joining me for tonight's episode, an interview with Cameron Sutter, the creator of Plotter, a story planning tool for writers. During interviews here on The Epic Pencil, I often ask my guests about their writing process. Do they have a particular time of day or a particular place that they prefer to write? Sometimes it can come down to a particular brand of pencil or pen. For me, I've long used an application called Scrivener to write my manuscripts. I'll spend some time on Scrivener in a future episode because I've found it incredibly powerful and, well, I talk about it a lot with my other writing friends. However, there are some functions that I just haven't been able to work well within the Scrivener structure, and that includes plot outlines and planning, along with creating a library of characters, places, and more that can apply not only to a single book, but serve as a Bible for a multi-book series. Late last year, I discovered a tool called Plotter that was described as software for writers to visually plan their stories. I gave it a try with the free trial and promptly became hooked on its easy-to-use tools, the simple drag-and-drop management of plot points and scenes down to the individual character level, the ability to create a series-level plot that can then drill down to individual books, the invaluable series Bible functionality, and the ability to export your plots and other information into applications like Scrivener. Best of all, Plotter is constantly evolving, as creator Cameron Sutter adds and refines features both as he thinks of things he can use in his own writing, as well as based on suggestions from the very energetic community of Plotter subscribers. I recently had the pleasure of chatting with Cameron, who has himself published three books, and describes his mission in life as one to inspire readers to read the classics and empower writers to write more powerful stories. Here's our conversation. So Cameron, thanks very much for joining me today. Uh, as uh, as we've talked about before, I've been using Plotter for uh, about uh, two months now, and I'm really enjoying it. So uh, it's uh, it's a pleasure to have a chance to talk to the person who's actually created this this piece of software. So how are you doing today? Doing really well. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to to talk to you about Plotter. Excellent. So for um, for the listeners to the Epic Pencil, can you just sort of describe what Plotter is and what it does for writers of of all stripes. Yeah, so Plotter is a visual way to plan out your stories. Um, You can think of it, the one way I like to think of it is uh, being able to to weave the different threads of a story together in a very visual way, um, a a fun way. A lot of people say that it makes it more fun. So it's, um, you can think of it like sticky notes on a wall or index cards. You've got um, the plot lines going across the side and your chapters are the vertical column. So it's, it's kind of like a, a spreadsheet in that way where there's uh, it's a horizontal and vertical, you know, the columns and rows. Um, but it's, it's a lot more friendly to use you can drag and drop everything. You can add more details and there's places for, for notes and characters and places and things like that too. Mm-hmm. So keeps Great. you all organized. So what, I know that you are a writer. Um, was it your own experience that uh, inspired you to create Plotter to sort of build a better bousetrap for your own work? Or was there something else that inspired you to to actually create this? And, and how long did it take you to, to actually 
roll it out and get it out there for people to start playing around with it? Yeah. So um, it was for myself. I made it for myself. Um, I took a class by Brandon Sanderson. I don't know if you're mm-hmm. familiar with that oh, name, yeah. pretty big writer. Yeah. Um, he write he, he teaches a writing course at BYU where I, I went to school and I took his course and I've been in and out of writing my whole life since like first grade I've been writing. And um, so I really wanted to take his class. And um, when I did, I, you know, really excited me to get back into writing. And as I was, I just, I didn't like my process. It just wasn't going well as rewriting constantly and just losing. I had notes uh, in all sorts of places all over the place that I was losing, couldn't keep track of. And so um, right after that, I, w- I kind of started a writing group at work and we would, during lunch, we would talk about writing and, and write our stories and, and talk about process and, and uh, things like that and, and tools that we used and we liked. And there wasn't anything that we really found that was really good. And so, uh, you know, for the way that I was thinking about it, of doing it visually, like there's, there's lots of great tools for writing your story. I use Scrivener, mm-hmm. still do, um, but you can use, there's lots of them out there. There's a lot of great tools for that, but there wasn't a great way that I felt like I could get my ideas out there and, and plan it very well. So um, one of the guys in the writing group, Steve Shepard, he asked us to, to, to build the perfect tool. And, uh, and since we were software engineers, I just, I got excited about it, took on the challenge. And uh, so it took me about a year, I think, to build the, the first version of beta where I could get it, get mm-hmm. people testing it and using it. I, I had been using it the whole time, but um, it was pretty rough. Um, but it took about a year to get it out there. And I put it on some forum, I think, some writer's forum, and just to see what people thought of it, you know. And it got a really good response and it, it was on there for about two years and it was getting consistent downloads. And I was like, you know what? I think, I think I got a winner here. It's something that's great for me. It's perfect for us. And people seem to like it. So uh, I realized it was, it could be the real deal. So I, in about 2017 is when I released it as a paid tool. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then just this past year, I re-released it partnering with Ryan Z um, as kind of like a, well, before it was just like a side project still. And up until last year it was a side project. And that, and last year is when I made it uh, a full-time gig. So, wow. That's, that's great. Uh, <clears throat> one thing that I've noticed in the two months or so that I've been involved is you have, you know, as soon as I signed on, I immediately was invited to join the Facebook group for, you know, around, you know, plotting for authors and stuff like that. And I was really intrigued by, your subscriber base, you know, the people who are in that group are very, are very active and there's a lot of interaction. And I was just curious, how much, how much does that interaction play a part either, you know, in your development? I know on your, on the plotter website, you, you provide a, a sense of both what your development timeline is going to be sort of your roadmap for future enhancements, as well as offer people an opportunity to propose ideas and sort of upvote them and things like that. How much of that customer subscriber interaction and feedback goes into sort of each iteration of Plotter and as you're looking at it for the future? Yeah. User feedback is super important since the beginning. It always has been uh, because it was a tool for myself and my writing group. um, I always had the sense that, uh, or I always approached it with the idea that this is meant to be a the perfect tool for what we would need and and for what writers would want. And so it was never, um, you know, what would sell or anything like that. It was it was 
meant I'm trying to make it the perfect tool for myself first mm-hmm. and for writers. And so user feedback was super important, uh, especially since it was such a small tool and just like a, a side project. You know, a lot of people, the, the few people that were using it at first had a lot of feeling of, I talked to this guy and he makes it for me, you know? And so, uh, so I think that's maybe where it comes from. Like the original users have that feeling, at least that's what I'm hoping. And mm-hmm. so there's a lot of that feeling of, yeah, he'll, he'll make it for us. Like whatever works for us, whatever we need, it, it's going to happen. Yeah. And, and, you know, not every little thing and it's not always right away because that's, you know, software development is hard and it takes a long time, but, um, but yeah, it, it's always been super important. And, my philosophy on product development is that it should solve problems. Um, and, and so feed, get, one of the way to know those problems is uh, feedback from the users. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes you have to interpret that a little bit, uh, you know, but, uh, but it's super important. And so many of the current features are because of feedback from users. All right. So one of the things back to that group, I, I've something that I've noticed is that it's not, it's not simply talking about, it's not simply writers or subscribers talking about plotter. I've discovered that there's a lot of other things going on there. I mean, there are, there are user driven surveys about process and, you know, how people approach different things. I mean, there's a lot of discussion about how people are using plotter for, for one way or another, but there's also questions and conversations about process or even facts about how people or or facts that people might be using in their books and they're looking for feedback or people who might have some expertise in that area. Does it surprise you that a user group for a, for this piece of software has turned into something that's broader than just the software? Uh, Actually, no. Uh, That's one of uh, Ryan Z's genius. I think one of his uh, things that he's done, that's really brilliant. It was the the idea behind that group was never um, just plotter. Mm-hmm. Um, especially not the, the technical support kind of things where like, Hey, I can't figure this out. How, how do I do this or things like that? Because very quickly the Facebook group becomes less useful in, in that kind of situation. And it, it's much better to handle those things in an email and things like that. So we didn't want it to be about technical support or even, um, even so much about plotter. We wanted it to be more about story creation facilitated mm-hmm. by plotter and, uh, and it, it's been a great, actually. I didn't uh, didn't expect, you know, user-generated surveys and things like that to happen. So that's been way better than expected. Excellent. So you, as I mentioned, you're a writer yourself. You've talked about that, you know, in your writing group and stuff like that. You've talked about yeah. using Plotter. What did you use beforehand? Was it really just sort of the sticky notes and random pieces of paper that that you would misplace, like you you talked about, or did you have, uh, you know, were there other tools that that you tried using before you? before you moved on to actually creating a better mousetrap? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, you know, at first I had notes in probably every notebook piece of paper slash app or word document or Google doc document that I could, that I could get my hands on at the moment, you know? And so um, I had notes all over the place. I don't know if I actually ever did the sticky notes or index cards. Um, That was one of the things that I was planning to try but it didn't have, especially being a software engineer, it wasn't digital. It wasn't um, something that I could get on my phone wherever I needed to. Um, so it was, um, 
so I, I didn't try the sticky notes, but yeah, I, I tried Scrivener. I had all my notes listed in Scrivener. I tried uh, spreadsheets. I had like an Excel spreadsheet where I had almost exactly like it looks on plotter, but just, it was really hard to reorganize and I couldn't put very many details into each cell or it would very quickly become useless. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I tried outlines in documents and just having pages and pages of notes. Uh, yeah. And, and none of those seemed to be what I was, what I could imagine in my head, this like mm-hmm. visual storytelling of threading stories, uh, threading multiple plot lines together. Now, one of the other things that you have in Plotter that I've I've looked at, I haven't actually tried using them myself, but I've I've explored them a bit, is there's a lot of focus on templates as as a way to help people get started. You know, it's not you're not required to use a template. Uh, you know, I'm I'm plotting out <clears throat> you know two different series, a contemporary mystery series, and then a fantasy series, and I haven't actually used the templates, but I've I've, I've tried opening them. I've, I've looked at them. What sort of drove the addition of templates to Plotter? And what are the sources of those templates that, that you are including in there for people? Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that came from somebody's suggestion. Like either they showed me a file that they made and say, how can I make this a template or how can I do templating or um, how can I have one file that I use multiple times or, uh, you know, I have this system that I want to use, something like that. I'm pretty sure that's where those came from. And so then I started kind of diving into what are the story structures out there and, and what, uh, how, do, how do people plan their stories? And there's, there's a ton of them out there. There's so many different story structures or, or methods for plotting. And so I just tried to pick um, ones that came up on Google the most or ones that I found in forums that people like the most. And there's so many out there and, I can't include all of them and, and things like that, but, you know, we're trying to find the most popular ones, the most useful ones. Um, and the ones that will let us have a template in there, mm. you know, but yeah, it was, it was a user, a user request. I'm pretty sure that's where it came from. And it just started this uh, line of thought, like, wow, this could be really valuable, really useful. Water. So what are some of the, what are some of the templates that, that you have that you've pulled in that people have asked for that people have found particularly useful? Uh, so the hero's journey is in there. And that's one of the, you know, one of the very basic uh, story structures that probably people learn about. Um, there's this one that came from, it's called the seven point plot structure. And it kind of came from uh, a local writer in Utah here that there's this writing conference that I go to every year and he kind of, I don't know, created it and announced it there at this local uh, writing conference. And it, it seems to be popular around here. I'm not sure if it's known very well other places, but that was a big one that I had started using. And so uh, that was one that I wanted in there. Um, there's a few romance templates that uh, a, a lot of people have used. Um, some of the early users, uh, especially, especially some of the best-selling writers, uh, the, the templates that they would use or the the methods that they would use, you know, those would, would be important ones that I felt like w- we should include. So there's mystery ones, there's romance ones, there's action ones. I, I even found this, uh, I'm not sure why I include, I think, I think it was kind of just to be funny, kind of just, it, it was interesting, but I found this manga, um, this battle manga template <laughs> that I put in there. Um, yeah. Ryan always thinks that's funny, but, uh, but yeah, it's hard. 
there's so many out there, but yeah, there's really useful ones. Very cool. Now, um, I remember reading somewhere that George R.R. R. Martin, who does the, the Song of Fire and Ice, the whole Game of Thrones series, he actually, there was some fan who was so obsessed and who loved the book so much that they developed this whole huge database. And he ended up hiring this person to help keep track of all of the places and the characters and, and things like that. And one of the things that I've really decided that I just love in Plotter is the ability to do the architecture for a series. So where you're able to have a series, then, you know, that where you can have your overarching series plot, you know, in the character's journey throughout the whole series, but then you have your individual projects that are then the individual books or stories, what have you. But then the ability to create that series Bible where the character information, place information, other notes, things like that carry through and they're accessible from any of those stories. And when you're, when I'm looking at, at different, at, at these two different series that I'm working on, the ability to have that sort of one place it, you know, to find all that information and to provide updates and you give the opportunity to drop in, you know, uh, images so that, you know, this is what the place should look like, or this isn't, you know, what the person might look like type of thing. Was that a function that you planned on at the start or were you just looking sort of book by, you know, at this is something where I could plot a book and then you were able to evolve the product to take into account this, this need for managing a series and all of the content sort of within it prior to, you know, then moving over and whether you're writing it in Word or Scrivener or, you know, whatever the, the, the writing tool is, but having that Bible that you can always go back to. Uh, yeah, it wasn't originally a feature, um, and I didn't. Uh, it, it wasn't kind of the original vision, and just I don't know. It was one of those rare times when a moment of inspiration hits you, and it just I saw something that people didn't even know they wanted. Yeah, I guess a better way to say it is I wanted it for myself. It just the inspiration hit, and I was like, I want that, and I realized that it would be super valuable, and it just it. The more I thought about it, at first I, I thought, you know, that's a cool idea. But the more I thought about it, the more game changing it felt like to me, like, mm -hmm. wow, this is really going to change how I plan out my stories. Um, and so I need to build this quickly. Um, but at the time it was a, it was a side project and I didn't plan to ever get to it. I was just like, when can I get to this? I really need this. Um, and luckily uh, I was able to, you know, quit my job and, and work on this full time. And that was one of the first things I wanted to build mm -hmm. because it was just so so big, so game changing for how I was going to, to plan out my whole series. So. Very cool. Now you do your own writing. Where do you find your inspiration and what types of things do you, do you like to write? I know you've got, there's a, um, a sci-fi uh, or sort of contemporary sci-fi series, I guess you might call it that, that I've, that I've seen. I've actually grabbed the first one. I've just started reading it. Um, oh, cool. but, uh, but I was, I was curious, where do you get your inspiration? What sort of things do you enjoy writing? Inspiration just comes from the strangest places. I feel like just every little experience or movie that I see or book that I read or conversations that I have with people or just the weirdest random thoughts just come to me and, and I, I kind of file them away somewhere so that someday they'll be useful and things just kind of come together after a while. I don't know. I feel like I have to, um, think about things for, uh, for, for a long time until uh, the ideas kind of come together. Mm -hmm. um, it was especially that way for uh, another book that I wrote called Pizza Planet. That one 
just came from the weirdest ideas and and they they didn't they weren't ideas that would fit together normally and and then after long enough of them bouncing around in my head they just kind of made sense together and so i just started writing a book about them cool that's fun i when when that sort of thing where it's all of a sudden it's like oh that's what i need to write about it sort of pops yeah. in your head it's that that's always that's always fun when that happens um yeah i tried to i you <laughs> asked also you know what i like to write about um entertainment is definitely valuable to me and i i definitely write because i i feel like i have stories inside of me but i also want to inspire people i know that's one of the biggest powers of, of stories is um, changing people's hearts and changing people's lives. And I'm really striving to be able to do that. I know I'm nowhere close yet, but but that's my goal with writing. I want to write a book that's powerful enough to give somebody a really emotional experience that it'll change their viewpoint, even just a little bit, you know. That's great. Yeah. When you're writing, obviously you're using Plotter and you talked about other tools like Scrivener and things like that. Do you have a particular process that you follow or do you always need to be in the same place or you know if you're writing you know longhand you know some people always have to write with the same pen and on the same kind of notepad and sometimes oh, it can yeah. verge into verge into the obsessive but you know is there a, uh, you know do you find that there's a particular process or uh locations or whatever that that really let you open up and and really dive into your writing no, uh, for me, it's it's been an interesting journey because um, I mentioned earlier that I've I've written on and off since like first grade. I remember um, getting in trouble instead of listening to the teacher. I was writing my book, and she came over and like told me to close the book, you know. And I got in trouble, and uh, but uh, so so I've been on and off since then, and it's always kind of been like this side side projects for me. It's never been something that I can put my whole um, creative effort into. And especially now, um, now that I've made a tool for writing, I, I feel like I write less. Um, but just this year, I, I made it kind of my goal to, to get back into writing more. And so I've been, um, been writing more, but it's, it's, uh, because it's again, a side project and, uh, I have six kids. And so things are kind of hectic. I, I don't, uh, have a certain spot, just wherever I can think of things, wherever, whatever moment ideas come together, I have to like run and write them down before I forget them or something. But, um, you know, I'm still working on my process. Uh, I tend to let ideas kind of coagulate for a while um, before I even start a plotter file. And then once I do, it's just kind of a, a lot of random pieces that I write down and then they slowly come together and kind of, I get to this point where I, I, uh, I need to start writing or else I'm not making any progress. Mm -hmm. And so, so then I just start writing. That's how my process is right now. But, uh, I haven't been too successful with writing yet. So it's going to change in the future. I imagine with six kids, it's also a matter of finding someplace quiet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> writing very late at night or, right. <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> did you, um, you, you have talked, mentioned a couple of times that you started writing early on. Did you have a favorite book as a kid? You know, is there something that, that you read that was like, Oh, I want to be able to do this. Yeah, uh, my favorite book as a kid was, uh, it's called A Wizard of Earthsea by mm -hmm. Ursula, Ursula K. Le Guin. Um, I, didn't, I didn't tend to reread books a lot, but that one I reread re several times. And I, I just really loved that book. And I looking back now, like I, I understand why I liked it, but I'm not sure why I liked it that much. But I just, I really loved that book as a kid. Mm -hmm. um, and that was like a really powerful story for me. Cool. 
I, th- I think I identified with the main character. Like I, I felt like I had this, okay, this is really corny, but I, I had this, you know, I was uh, the diamond in the rough that had the magic that in this weird unknown out of the way place that no one would think of that has is powerful, you know, but I wanted to be that person, you know, so. <laughs> Very cool. Um, <laughs> do you, do you have um, between dealing with, with plotter and, and trying to find your own time to write and stuff like that. Do you have much time to read? Do you, have you read anything, you know, really good or that, that really has sort of in, inspired you or, or that you just read and said, Oh, that was just, that was a fun read. Yeah. Yeah. So actually in the last couple of years, I've, I've made a lot more effort to, to read and I've been kind of tracking what I read and, and putting more higher and higher goals for how many I read, how many books I read. And it's been really great. Uh, I've been focusing on uh, you know, reading the classics and just the, the really powerful stories that have been around for a long time. So I really want to, uh, I really want to write like that. I, I want to write a powerful story. And so um, one of the ones that's really impacted me in the last couple of years is Fahrenheit 451, mm-hmm. um, especially because his, because that story seems to be a lot about, writing stories and it's not just that but it does talk a lot about books and the importance and power of books in people's lives that really spoke to me and uh, i've reread that one several times in the last couple years and uh, i want to read it again and like mark the book because it's so it's been so powerful to me just a really kind of life-changing book it it really was it's really powerful um and then another one like that was jane Eyre. i just read that one uh, last year and uh, Atlas Shrugged and a couple of these really great classics that have just been really powerful for me. And so it, it's kind of been actually, it's kind of changed my view and not, um, given me a, a mission in life almost that I want people to read these powerful classics so that uh, I, I just feel like society really needs these powerful stories. And we've kind of kind of lost those. You know, people read them in high school because they're forced to, but they don't really learn to love them. Mm-hmm. But it just, it, they can really change your life. And um, make you a better person. And so it's been kind of a, a mission of mine to, to kind of spread the word of reading the classics and these powerful stories. And then the other side of that is to be able to, to write a, a book powerful enough to be one of these classics. Mm-hmm. So was there, was there an early experience for you where you dis- where you really realized that language had power? I don't know if anything that powerfully, but um I know that movies have always been really powerful and that was always very apparent to me that the power that that movies had to to give you an emotional experience you know I'm a crier I always I cry at movies so much and so <laughs> to be able to to make somebody cry from a, a story is just it's really powerful and so I don't know if I knew that as a kid but one thing that I could think of when I kid when I was a kid um is actually when I was reading a wizard of earthsea one of the, and you'll know this because I think you said you read it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the parts of their magic system is names and how names are powerful. And uh, when you have, when you know somebody's name or something's name, uh, you, you have power over it, uh, at least to some extent. And I think even from from back then, that just really fascinated me. This idea of of names and words having power. And so I think it's always been for me this. Uh, it, it kind of gave me this curiosity to explore that idea. And I've still, still been doing that. Another I, a thing that comes to mind when you were talking is um, I can't remember when, but I, I had to read this book about Abraham Lincoln and 
kind of a biography. And one of the things it said is he was a wordsmith. And for him, words were super powerful and he was really good at making them, using them to, um, to affect change and using them uh, in powerful ways. And you can see that in some of his speeches, like um, the Gettysburg Address is so short, but it's so powerful. Mm-hmm. And um, that fascinated me, that idea of being a wordsmith. And uh, so since then, also, that was like another changing point, I think, that kind of changed my thinking and added to that curiosity of words have power mm-hmm. and how can I use them to be more powerful. Cool. That's great. So um, thank, thanks again for joining me. This, is, this has been really great. How, how would you encourage, um, well, sort of two questions. One, uh, I believe, Plotter, you, got, you guys offer a, a free trial or you have yeah. been, correct? So, so make it very easy for people to be able to, to try it out. If someone were to, to try it out and download it, do you have any sort of recommendations on, on how they should begin using it you know, when they first dive in? Um, you know, you guys, I know you guys have done a ton of videos just to sort of walk people through the different tools, but you know, do you have any suggestions for someone who might be uh, looking at using it and is interested in just sort of exploring Plotter? Yeah. Um, Plotter is meant to be very flexible, to work well with your writing style. So I guess my advice would be don't try to figure out how it works so much or how how you're supposed to use it so much as figure out how you can make it do what you want it to do for your writing process or like make it fit into your writing process. Um, and this might be more of a personal thing, but I tend to try and keep things in my head probably too much, but I know that I can't, like I've got this idea in my head about a story and I can't really reason about it or I can't really uh, figure out what works and what doesn't until I put something down um, until I actually start writing things down. And that doesn't mean being one or, or even parts of the story at all. It just means writing down ideas. And so this might not work for your writing process or anybody that's listening to this, but um, it helps me to, to start writing them down early and not worrying about where they should go so much to make sure they're written down somewhere. And you can always move things around. You can always put them in different places, copy, paste, whatever, but um, just making sure ideas are down because that's, for me, where I can start reasoning about them and editing them. It's kind of like a piece of clay, I guess. Like mm-hmm. you can't decide whether or not a pot is good or what needs to change until there's actually a pot there to change. Um, same thing with words. Like I, I can't reason about them until I write them down. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's helpful to somebody, but no, hopefully. That, sound, that sounds great. That sounds great. I've, I found, you know, just sort of diving in, I, you know, I love the idea of, of being able to drag and drop, move things around really easily, as well as being able to export it, to pull it into other other tools. <laughs> He's really cute. Oh, thanks. He gets that from his mother. Well, thanks again very much, Cameron. I really appreciate it. This is this has been this has been fun, and I'm really looking forward to seeing where you take Plotter. You know, especially having seen some of the stuff that you've got in your roadmap, it looks like there's a lot of really cool stuff, you know, you know, coming down the pike, you know, in in the future. And I'm I'm definitely hooked on using it and looking forward to continuing to use it. So, awesome, great, great. Thanks for having me. I really hope it does help your writing. And that was that was the whole point to uh, to to help my own writing. And every time I come up with a new idea or hear a new feature from somebody, it's always like 
kind of this uh, selfish idea of like, oh, that's really going to help me. I'm glad you gave me that idea. So, so I, I hope it, I'm hope it does help you. And I'm glad that it's been helping so far. All right, fantastic. Well, thanks again, and uh, and have a great night. Thanks you too. Great talking to you, Chris. <laughs> Good talking to you, Cameron. If you're interested in learning more about Plotter or trying it out, you can find the link in the show notes and at pretendingtowrite.com. You can also get there directly by visiting plotter.com. That's P-L-O-T-T-R dot com. Thanks once again to Cameron Sutter for joining me. And thank you for listening to this week's episode. As always, I also love getting feedback at pretendingtowrite.com. The Epic Pencil will return soon with our next new episode. In the meantime, enjoy a great book or two, and remember to support your local independent booksellers. The Epic Pencil is copyright 2021 by Christopher Watson.
Thanks again to Dale for joining me on the Epic Pencil. As we discussed, he's deep in the process of querying agents for his new fiction projects. You can also learn more about those projects and Dale at dalethomasvaughn.com or find his previous work on Amazon. As always, I also enjoy your feedback at pretendingtowrite.com. The Epic Pencil will return in two weeks with our next episode. In the meantime, enjoy a great book or two, and remember to support your local independent booksellers, especially as the holiday season rapidly approaches. The Epic Pencil is copyright 2020 by Christopher Watson.